0: Before we get started on today's show, let's talk about how you could get in touch with us.
1: You can email us at letstalk at first comes love, then comes
0: You could call us and leave a voicemail at 347-TRUELOVE, 347-878-5683.
1: You can also direct message us on Instagram at first comes love, TCM.
0: first comes love
1: then comes then comes the baby baby hey y'all this is first comes love then comes marriage podcast my name is Lindsay Jackson
0: and I am Aaron Jackson <laughs> Ooh.
1: this is our Halloween episode we're talking about fears and boundaries.
0: So let's get it. Let's go. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage Podcast. My name is Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Erin Jackson. And this is our Halloween episode. (laughs) Um, So question for you sticking with the theme of scary. Mm. Was there ever a time in our relationship that you felt afraid?
0: Afraid or scared? Yes, multiple times. One time I was afraid that you would say no when I proposed to you. Really? I was very afraid. It wasn't the best time in our relationship. And so I was like, oh, okay. If she says no what happens then type of thing you had a plan b no no we probably would have been done so i'm glad you said yes and so that was that was one thing i was afraid of and on a more serious note i was afraid or anxious or didn't didn't know how to feel type of thing with fatherhood Mm. when you first wanted. You were like, "I want to have children now. It's time for us to have children." I was so unsure of it because I was unsure of myself. I was like, "How am I going to be?" Like I've said to you many times, I've always planned to be your husband. I never had in my psyche a future. I was like, "I'm going to be the father of her kids," you know. Mm-hmm. And so I've always wanted to be your husband, but the fatherhood. You know, with you, it it came with it. But if if we didn't have any children, I would have been fine because I didn't really think about it. So it was like I want I want to have kids. You hit me with that, and
1: I didn't. Okay,
0: (laughs) I mean, I didn't hit you with it. (laughs) What I mean, we we had a conversation about it it
1: prior to us getting married. Yes, yes, we did,
0: we did, we did have conversations. It was like, how many kids do you want? Exactly, and so, but when it came to like that's that's theory now we're talking about i understand we were living in this total
1: bliss do Mm -hmm. what we want single we was making money was doing everything and then i literally was like i'm 30
0: yes so so that was a in the theme of halloween that was terrifying because Mm -hmm. now you got to start thinking about legacy and what am i passing on to my children and Am I going to be a good father and stuff like that? And it really, fear has to do with, to me, your imagination, you know? Yes. Your imagination pushes that fear. And you sometimes you just have to go off of what you know. And I was like, well, you know, my father was good and I'm good with ch- children and stuff like that. And I know that we love each other and I know I'm going to love my children kind of switching that imagination with actual facts kind of helped me overcome. What I do, I prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Yes, you know? yes. But sometimes you can't even prepare for the worst. And, yeah, it's just like nothing you could do. Mm. But you always hope for the best, try to stay positive. and And something that you taught me, and one of the reasons that you're a great uh auditioner, Right? You taught me this when I was doing uh, improv. Because I used to be one of those people. I used to do improv comedy. Mm-hmm. And I used to step out. You have to step out uh, on the stage. It's like six or seven of us. And you were like, when you're nervous or you're fearful, you just take a breath and go. Yes. And so that's that's kind of what it is when it came to fatherhood. It was like... <sighs> Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, it. Yes. and and I love being a father. I love action so much. I love Christmas so much, <laughs> and you know, I wouldn't trade it for a world. But it was something that, if if it could have crippled me, mm-hmm. it would have destroyed our relationship. Me saying, "Oh, I can't do this," da 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 da, and yeah. you're like, "Well, you got to do this," and then we're going back and forth, and that becomes an issue because of my fear. Right. I just felt like. It was something that I needed to overcome. I shouldn't be very scared about. And you just have I just had to to curb my imagination mm-hmm. with actual facts. And and that's how that was the scariest, one of the scariest moments uh in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So what woo, <laughs> what is a a scary moment for you? Uh, in our relationship are you know what were you afraid of or anything like that
1: one of the scariest moments for me in our relationship was right around the time that you were getting really successful at work you know you were climbing the ladder and and like you said first off it's all in your mind. Like the fear is all in your mind and to focus on the facts is gonna help you get through. But I can remember you had just become manager at Tavern on the Green, Mm -hmm. and uh, you didn't have regular hours. I never do. You never, right. You never do. But at least if you have a shift, I'm like, okay, this is your shift, right? I know the restaurant's closed. You got to come home after that sort of thing when you were a server. But as a manager, it's so open ended, and you were working late, late, late. I never saw you because you would get home at like four in the morning. And you know, I get home at 11 30, you know, what have you, but I'm always an early riser. So, if you're getting home at four, then you're late riser. And so, maybe you wake up at noon, I'd already have to be at rehearsal, and our schedules just yeah, did we not felt, match. Yeah, we didn't see each other. yeah, and I think I was really afraid of a couple of things. <laughs> One, I'm always like, these ladies out here, they love you. <laughs> they want you. They want, they're they like, oh, my goodness, black man working, you know. And I'm like, man, somebody is out here taking my man because he don't see me. And mm-hmm. so I had that fear paranoia in my head. But then also the fear that we were growing apart. And this was in the beginning of our relationship. So I, I don't. Marriage. 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 Sorry. Be, yes. Beginning of our marriage. I don't know why I was thinking that. But still, I was like, man, because I know if. And I've said this to you before, we're both such attractive people that I'm like, people are hitting on me, people probably hitting on you, people are trying to get at me. And if who's I'm, trying to get at you? Look. What, what is this?
0: wait, 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 wait.
1: I, see, I'm home alone. I'm home at nights alone. I got to fall asleep alone. And I was just not sure how we were going to go forward in our relationship. And... I mean, really time passed and it was fine because I am not shy about communicating with you how I feel. And I literally was like, hey, baby, I need to see more of you. Can you get off early? Can you can you be with me? Can you make a shift? And the good thing is, is, you know, you were able to be off every Monday. So if we didn't see each other the whole week, we got together on Mondays and that's when we were doing like our hashtag Mondays together. Mondays mm-hmm. together, and it was like, we went to the beach on Monday, we went to the library on Monday, we would do something on Monday, and then the week would start, and I would look forward to the next Monday, and so, you know, it it went away. The fear went away. That's good,
0: because we we don't want fear to control our actions, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be like, oh, he's doing this, he's, he's staying away from me, so I'm going to grow more distance from him because he's purposely distancing from me. Right. You know. Or
1: and, <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say, oh, you know what, he's at work, so I'm about to go be at work and check up on him and look at, you know. Oh, that's yeah, everything. yeah. Which.
0: Same, I... <laughs> same difference. Like, you don't want the fear to overtake what you're doing. And you make
1: don't. your actions something that they wouldn't normally be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, the fear of us growing apart It, it was it wasn't real. You know, I trust you. You trust me. And at the end of the day, I communicate with you, and we were able to grow from that.
0: Exactly. I remember one time when it wasn't like fear. It was a scary moment in Mm. our relationship, and that was my thirtieth birthday. We went to Thailand. Oh my gosh! And we were on the motorbike. I didn't want. I never want anything on my birthday ever. And Lindsay just spent a lot of money on her thirtieth birthday. that we went. Uh, she gave me this trip, my thirtieth birthday trip to Thailand. And so we went to like Phuket, and we went to uh, Bangkok, and it was another place, Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai. And so in Phuket, we got a we got there a day early, and we had all these excursions the next day. And so I was like, oh, let's you know, let's go travel the city. And so we rented this motorbike, which I will say, do not rent a motorbike in Thailand, (laughs) period. And so we're riding at night, and I have a motorcycle's license, so I'm pretty good with bikes. And I see some sand. Lindsay's on my back. I see sand, and so I slow down a little bit because the sand is on a curve. And I, I turn, and the bike slides out of control.
1: Oh my, we were on our side Mm -hmm. in less than a second. And it's so funny because as he's making this turn, I'm on the back of the bike and I'm looking up at the moon and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And literally it was like, (laughs) and I flew one way, he flew the other way, he went into like some guardrails, and I decided to stop myself because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Yes, and, and I was tucking, tucking and rolling. rolling. So I'm
0: rolling in the street. I'm <laughs> and tucking and rolling. I
1: literally had a part of the bike in my ankle mm-hmm. all the way through, went to the bone, and all these, you know, lacerations of my leg. And you came out without a scratch. I had, a,
0: <laughs> like, a, a couple of scratches. I had pain. But it was, it was crazy because I was, like, in that moment, I was so afraid that of was the a worst scary moment. it was scary that was scary that was
1: a really scary moment especially because that was the end of our trip so we had like maybe three days left and literally i was like i'm never gonna dance again like my ankle mm-hmm. we had to go to the emergency room they was pulling out
0: debris <laughs> and one of the reasons i say don't go don't do a motorbike because every time they saw Lindsay's scar they just said motorbike. Like they knew exactly they what it was. They like
1: Americans come here. They don't know what they're doing. They get on a motorbike mm-hmm. and they get in an accident. Yes, and, and so
0: yeah. that was a that was a scary moment. And uh, I really feel like if there were alternate universes. There is a universe where we made that trip to the city, and then we had. But this is the universe where we crashed. Right, you know,
1: or even if I just am like, Cause it did because it changed the whole. Yeah, the whole trip. I was. We literally went home. I was hobbling along. Didn't I board early because it was like I was in a wheelchair. You were in a
0: wheelchair. <laughs> you were like, I I can't go back to work. I, I took a vacation. Now I gotta go back to work. You're trying to dance on this ankle that has like a, a giant gash in it. It kept reopening
1: mm-hmm. every performance. And people were like, "Girl, if you don't take time off you."
0: <laughs> and so and so that was just like if we we're, we're talking on the theme of scary. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking about a scary moment in our relationship but and getting uh, through
1: it together. I think that the interesting thing about us is I've said this before, you know, we go through things where in another relationship, with another couple, they might have a tendency to place blame on the other person. Like, he was driving. You were driving the motorbike. You know, I put my trust in you. But I didn't stand up and was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so, you know, there was never a I'm point so where I was for... mad at you. Mm-hmm. I was worried because I got up. I yeah, had a big And hole I, in my I, life. I was on the ground for you, a second. And I was like, get up. Like, all, all I right. could, you know, I need you. I, I need you. I want you in my life. And so there was never a point, even when we're afraid, where I blame you. Mm -hmm. for something or you blame me and you you know you put me in this situation where i feel so much guilt it's it's always like we're in this together we go into the emergency room together we go into the hospital together we we're doing this together we're doing this together and we
0: we we end up having a great end of the trip we just sat on the beach and read books to each other yeah but that was that was a scary moment and uh don't ride a motorbike (laughs) This is the Am I Wrong segment of the show. And since it's Halloween, let's talk about costumes. <laughs> so we to, we are trapeze artists. We're doing a whole circus theme. I'm a trapeze, she's trapeze. Uh, action is uh, ringmaster. We went to the store and i'm already giving her leniency on me wearing these things that i am not comfortable with because you know i know she loves pictures and stuff like that i find the outfit i find this outfit that works for me i don't feel like it's too feminine or anything like that because i don't want to wear girls clothes mind we're at a dance store for like teenage girls (laughs) and so i have to find something that fits me and so i find something that I can cut off the sleeves and make it look manly enough right mm-hmm. and we both agree on it and you say you say this is too simple for me I need a cape I need to look better than you and I got I so Ooh, the, he's, already yo, okay. Going too, he's okay already going too far, yeah. so yeah and so she, you were like it's a it's more about me than it is about you you said something to, to that fact I
1: said I'm gonna be in the front of you
0: uh-huh I'm like am I wrong for getting I was I was upset. I was like, I'm already dressing... I'm already giving her so much by allowing her to dress me like this, like I'm her Barbie doll.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But now she wants to change the whole thing up because she doesn't feel like she looks more bedazzled. (laughs) Am I wrong for being upset? And should I just shut it down?
1: I never want to. We talked about this emasculate you at all. However... This outfit that he picked out originally had us matching to the T. It was gold metallic. It was a like a biker tart, if you were, know what that is, right? And so we were both going to wear it. He was going to cut his up and I was going to wear the full biker tart. Now, I wanted something more bedazzled, such as the one I'm wearing now. <laughs> so anyways, all that to say that if I do go too far, maybe there's a polite way. No, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's only for a moment. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> it's only for a second. Is he wrong? Let us know. DM us at First Comes Love TCM on Instagram.
0: Or you can call us at 347 True Love. That's 347 878 5683. Or you can email us at Let's Talk at First Comes Love, then Comes Marriage.com. welcome back to first comes love then comes marriage our halloween Ooh. <laughs> special and baby my question for you when it comes to you know ghouls and goblins and dracula mm. people sucking the life out of you right how do you deal with those leeches how do you cut people off you're a person who cuts somebody off real quick
1: yo so
0: how do you deal with them even if they're at like a work environment or any kind of relationship maybe they're family members how do you deal with those people who just suck the life out of you
1: you know what this is interesting because like you said i used to be i probably still am that type of person i'm just like cut you're out of here that's it we don't really need this but i feel like i allow myself to deal with one necessarily high-maintenance friend in my life, one very needy, one very, if you will, like you say, suck the life out, it really needs a lot of me. I can do that. My energy is focused on my family. And so I'm, I'm similar to my dad in that you know, I don't need anybody else. This is what I tell myself. I don't need anybody else. I got you. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so easy for me to cut people out of my life. I think that how I deal with it is that if it's a coworker and I know that I'm going to have to interact with this person for the longevity of my career at this particular place, I keep it as professional as I can. And that's hard to do, especially at my job when the lines are blurred between professionalism and personal and you know we cross that line all the time but I try to keep it professional and cordial if you will um and then if if it is it's a friend that needs more I I give them what I can If it's a family member that needs more, I give them what I can. I am so clear with myself that I do not place myself in stressful situations anymore. And so I think that that's where it comes to play when it's like, I cut people off. I don't just cut people off, I mean, that's not what I, I think that I have to look out for myself, my health, my mentality. When it becomes a stressful situation, I have to let them go. And then they may be able to come back later on. I never like I have a friend that I'm like, if she wanted to come back, I would bring her back in open arms and it would be fine. But and the same thing with my family. Sometimes I let them go for a time and I will pick them back up when maybe I'm in a healthier place to take it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because all I can do is work on myself. I can't control what other people do. And so I think that that's important. And then, of course, like I said, I have you. So if I'm able to dump some things onto you like I do, then I do that. So how do you deal with people taking, taking, taking?
0: I've, I've been very good at setting the boundaries, right? So my friends, most of my friends are very low maintenance. All of my friends are low maintenance. The only high maintenance person I got is sitting right next to me. <laughs> And that's one of the reasons I love her. She keeps me on my toes. But all my friends is low-key. I cannot talk to them for months on months. And then, you know, when I call them, it's like, it's just like yesterday, right?
1: Now, do you think that's a man thing? Because I feel, no, I'm just, but hear me out. (laughs) And this is a question that I would probably pose to other people. I think that women in general need a little bit more uh, consistency to, because I feel that same way about my men friends. I don't have to talk to them for months. And then I call them back up and they're fine. I'm not sure I would be able to do the same thing to my female friends. Well,
0: you're a woman, right? So yeah. if you're the low maintenance, it's it depends on the relationship, right? So I have female friends like Ebony. I cannot talk to Ebony for months and we're good. <laughs> sasha who's our son's godmother, right? We barely talk, but I'm like, I want you to be the godmother to my son. So these are people who I have strong relationships with, but they're also low maintenance where Mm. we don't have to keep withdrawing. I remember when, when I was going to youth church, Kurt Franklin was talking about people who keep withdrawing from your account. They withdraw, withdraw. Mm -hmm. And when time, when it's time for you to withdraw, you have insufficient funds, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have anything else. And so I do focus on my family, but I also set these boundaries that you were talking about. Like I can't, I can give what I can, but I'm not, I'm not going to overextend myself for somebody, and have them tear me down. Right. And so if I have a friend, who, who is looking for help, then I will try to help them. But if they're looking to be enabled, then I'm not going to enable them. Mm-hmm. You understand? And I just feel like. Some people don't have the same maturity level that we have, or they don't understand some of the different nuances. Like sometimes when you talk about your job, I'm like, why don't you just do this? I know, you say that all the time. (laughs) Like, (laughs) why don't you just go up to them and say, hey, da-da-da, and you're like, no, you don't understand how this particular place works. There are different ways to maneuver around different cultures and different uh, atmospheres right? And if you have somebody Who is a succubus Or something like that You you have to be careful And you have to guard yourself And when they're ready to be I don't know Helped Or ready to be in a, a relationship Because I know that You had a problem with somebody at work For a while And And it was like stressing you out And now you're cool with that person Mm-hmm and it was the time. It was the maturity. Is is how mm-hmm. things change when you grow up. Things change, right? And mm-hmm. I really feel that sometimes you do have to let people go, cut them off, for them to grow on their own. Yeah. And for them to understand, like this is what this is the level I'm at, and you're at a different level, and it's not even like like I'm looking down at you. It's just like you need to grow. Yeah. You need to learn these experiences yourself. And it's hard sometimes especially when it's family yes family is the most my family has been very good at communicating with each other my my four siblings if and i'm one of the people (laughs) i'm the sibling who who gets the most talking to like my (laughs) sisters will always be like hey you hurt my feelings or you know something (laughs) like that
1: interesting because you're such a caring, sensitive person, and I feel like I owe that to them. I owe that to your mom. And maybe it's because you kind of try it out on them first before you come to me, and then you know you ain't supposed to say those things to me. But, yeah, they, they do. They're very vocal with you when you say something wrong or when you, you hurt their feelings.
0: I try to learn from it and you and know these boundaries. And my family, my siblings, my sisters have been good at setting these boundaries, right? Yeah. And it's hard, it's harder for some families to be like, no, I don't do this. Stop, stop, stop trying to get me to do this. Sometimes you just have to be careful, set these boundaries, and know know who you're dealing with. Know their personalities.
1: Yeah, because if it's not a good relationship for you, it's also not a good relationship for them. And that's what's most important. It's like... And, again, you talk about maturity, Some, you know, you have to just go there. Like, everything is not like high school. We, You know, you get to a certain level and you can say to yourself, this is what we need. And I keep talking about mental health. We'll do an episode about that later. But it's just like, this is what you need. Mental health is very important. If you need some space, boom. If you need to place some new boundaries, boom. If you need some time, boom. And I... Now I have faith that I'm like, it will all work out. Some things just take time. Thank you for joining us on our 11th episode of Ooh. First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage podcast. Please reach out to us. Tell us what you think. You can DM us at First Comes Love TCM.
0: You could call us at 347 True Love. That's T R U Love. That's 347 878 5683. Or you can email us at
1: Let's Talk. At first comes love, then comes marriage.com. See you, See you next, next Friday. Friday. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to First Comes Love. Wait, that's not right. My throat you in. Know?
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Three, two, one, go.
1: Hey, y'all. Oh, I thought you was going to <laughs> <No>. go. <laughs> Just because I did it once. Okay. Oh. Okay. Hey, y'all. This is First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage podcast. My name is Lindsay Jackson.
0: And I'm Aaron <laughs> <M> Jackson. You. <laughs>
1: this is our Halloween episode. Thank you. Here we go. We talk. Wait. <laughs> this is our Halloween. Uh-uh. This is our
0: holla queen. Okay. This is my holla team. Oh no. That's three four seven eight seven eight. 5687. That can't be right. <laughs> you can call us at 347-878-5687. What is the number? Alright, ready. You could call us at 347-878-5683. Seven, eight,
1: seven, eight, See you next. Oh. You gotta do the email.
0: <laughs> ready? Mm-hmm. Three four seven five. <laughs> wow.
1: Hey y'all! This is First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage Podcast. My name is Lindsay Jackson.
0: And I'm Aaron Jackson, and I want to suck your blood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On this 11th episode, we are talking about Halloween, all things scary, and... What are they calling right now?